0: hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of checkpoint radio my name is James this is episode 12 and with me as always it's the boys Ben Charlie and Connor and today we're going to be talking about something quite deep something quite personal to us all and hopefully personal to many of you listening as well and that's how our relationships with gaming has changed as we've gotten older and we'll be asking ourselves how we juggle the responsibilities of family careers gaming whether or not gaming is a good use of our time or even still an enjoyable use of time and much more more. It's sure to be a great discussion, but firstly, how's everyone's week been? Ben, let's start with you.
1: It's been okay, to be honest. Like, it's been nice to be at home with the family, but it's just been one of those weeks where I think about work and I think about, like, how much time have I got left there? Because I'm just getting sick of it. But other than that... You,
0: I thought you was going to say, how much time have I got left? Yeah, I thought that's well, just full stop. <laughs> to be
1: honest, we never know. It could be tomorrow, it could be tonight. But... um, but yeah, other than that, the time I've had at home has been excellent. Ivy has been off and obviously it's the half term. So lots of family time, squeezed in some gaming around it. And um, it's been nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very cool. nice. Good to know. Good to hear. Mm. Uh, Connor, what about you? How's your week been? How are you? Uh, it's been fairly chilled. Just been working.
2: I've made like, a grown man purchase this week and got a new mattress. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. How's your back? So much better. That's oh, like yeah. night and day. I didn't realise how bad for. yeah the mattress was. But the website I was on, they've got like a three and a half grand mattress, and I'm
0: thinking yeah. well, that's gotta be like elite. That's
2: that that yeah. sleeping
0: on that mattress better like reverse your age for that price. Yeah. It's yeah. sleeping on the wings. Your an posture angel. is immediately <laughs>
1: fixed. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. And yeah. it tucks you in at night. So
1: <laughs> yeah. I've yeah,
2: um, played a little bit of Remnant Two, which I bought Not to nice. uh mainly to like Help the developers out, I think well, not mm. one, one purchase is going to do it, but support them because I think yeah. what they've done is really good. Did you good. play the first one? Yeah, I played the first one and I liked the concept of it. And mm. I liked the concept, I liked the theme. And then the gameplay was, I liked the mechanics of the game, but something felt like it was lacking. Yeah. But I think they've hit it out of the park with this one. I think from what everyone like, I've seen play it, really enjoying it. So yeah. And then. Very uh, nice going to get into Baldur's Gate 3 upon oh. Ben's suggestion So yes. <laughs> 10 out
1: of 10
0: yeah, really
2: that's, good. that's been Ready my week
0: 100, 170 hours of just cinematics to get through mm. let alone gameplay awesome really, dude really good uh, yeah glad to hear you got a new mattress that's always a an underrated thing you know like we spend so much time fucking sleeping don't cheap out on a mattress solid advice for anyone who's in the market mm. for one right
3: uh, Charlie how about you mate What how, how have you been this week Uh I've been ill so that's been fun, but I'm kind of getting over that now, which is good. Uh, been playing, I've finally started playing uh, Fallen Order, been getting into that. Oh, oh yes. nice. Uh, didn't me realize, some tips. yeah, I didn't realize what kind of <laughs> game it was before I started playing it. Like, yeah, sort of at first, struggling with um, I found it quite hard, I had to drop the difficulty. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, kept dying and like. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm ages back now. And then, yeah, I asked yeah. Ben for a bit of advice, sort of slowed the gameplay down a bit. And yeah, I mean, I'm mean i enjoying it. Yeah, cool. Other than Yeah, it's that, a great game. Not a lot it's going It's probably on.
1: maybe one of your first like Souls game experiences, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Or Souls-like, yeah. I should say.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. enjoying it though. No, it's I, I'm, game. I actually complete it and play the second one. Yeah, mm. I, th- I think the first
0: one's better than the second one. The second one's just a bit meh. I'm yet to play opinion. the second one. It's all right. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. rush out to play it, to be honest. Mm. First one's good though.
3: Mm.
0: What about you, James? What have you been doing? Uh same old really, just work and stuff. Uh, I've actually been I've actually watched quite a few films this week. So I've like, I'm, obviously you guys know I'm a massive like film lover, enthusiast. I love my movies. Uh well actually, me and you, Charlie, we actually went to watch Oppenheimer last weekend. We did. At mm. the IMAX, which was Fucking nuts. Just a <laughs> massive screen, so loud in there. But really, a really, really cool experience. I've not watched a film at the IMAX there for for years and years. So it's good to go back and watch a movie um at a screen that size, especially when it has been shot completely on 75mm. Like it's just such a mm. a cool thing to see, you know. Great movie as well. Um I watched a really good film last night actually called They Clone Tyrone on Netflix with Jamie fox and John Boyega, which is like some really weird, trippy like sci-fi movie. About a dodgy government experiment that's being conducted on black people in a local neighbourhood. Ah. It's it's actually really good though. It's really funny as well. But um, definitely worth checking out for anyone who's looking to watch a film on Netflix. So um, yeah, I haven't really been up to much to be honest. That's it, just chilling, watching films. I'm nice. um, I'm kind of slowly like, well, slowly. I'm waiting for Starfield to come out. That's the next big sort of game mm. that I'm excited for. Like, I know there's a lot of hype around Baldur's Gate and everything at the moment, but I've never played Baldur's Gate. It's not really something that I can see myself getting into so for now I'm just chilling catching up on some movies I'm not really gaming too much at the moment i um, reading a couple of books and that and just waiting for Starfield that's what hey. I'm doing so yeah less than a month away I think it is now well by the time yeah. this podcast comes out it will be less than a month away mm. so yeah anyway nice. enough of that nonsense we've got a quite a big important topic to talk mm. about today so let's get into it So for this week's topic, we kind of wanted to tap into the reason we started this podcast in the first place, and that's to have deeper, more meaningful conversations about video games, to engage in discussions about game development as an art form, what gaming means to us, perhaps even the lessons we've learned from playing over the years, and even tackling the perceptions and stereotypes around gaming. Um, So this week, we're going to talk about something quite personal, and hopefully something quite personal to you guys listening, something you can relate to. And that's gaming and growing older, how we've learned to deal with the fact that now we have all of these responsibilities and other things to worry about families, careers, bills, mortgages, all of that really fucking fun, depressing stuff. Can we still fit gaming into our hectic, busy, grown up lifestyles? Is gaming even still worth investing a time and money into? And essentially how our perceptions and views towards video games may have changed as we've grown up. Do we look at gaming differently now we've got new priorities or is there still a place for gaming in our lives and do we still get the same fulfilment from it?
3: So I thought very we'd start well, with,
0: Kurt. thank you, thank you very much. So I mm. thought we'd start with probably one of the biggest issues of gaming and growing o- older, an issue we all have and many, many people have and that's how we find the time to play and probably even more importantly than that, is it still worth the time? Yeah. So who's got an opinion on this and let's get started.
1: Well... It's a tough one, isn't it? Because for all of us, gaming has been a massive part of our childhood growing up. And obviously, it's something that we've kept on doing well into our adulthood. Like we're all 30 or nearing to 30. And um, it's just one of those things where I become very conscious when I may have sat at my computer for X amount of hours. And there are moments where I feel this like immense sense of guilt. That I may have wasted a whole day or half a day just sitting and playing games. And sometimes I need to like remind myself that, like, this is my equivalent of someone sitting and watching Netflix all day. And this Mm. is the equivalent of someone who enjoys another activity or pastime. And this is just my version of it. So there are, there are like, I don't know, times where I feel very guilty. Obviously, I'm a father now and I'm in a very, happy, healthy relationship. And for me, I am very, very fortunate that my family, everybody, I live with my mum, I live with my brother, who games just as much as I do, maybe even more, obviously my fiancé and my daughter. So for me to sit and play a game when I have so much family around me, that I get, once again, that immense sense of guilt that I've wasted so much time that I could have been playing with my daughter or playing or you know I mean doing something with my fiance, or going out and whatnot but luckily I do manage to find an all right balance obviously Ivy gets 110% attention when she needs it but I love playing games so it's just finding it's just finding the time and it's, it's never easy there are moments where I'll go to work and I would have played a game and I remember having this dread sorry for going on on a but, you know, I mean, it's deep, No, no, it's, it's, it's all right. Go go on, go on. I had this, I remember so vividly, and it really changed my whole mindset, and nothing triggered it other than myself. There was no, like, epiphany, or someone else had some said something that triggered it. But I remember, there was this one time I was, like, engrossed in some game, and I remember, like, Ivy sort of tugging on my arm, saying, like, oh, come play with me, Ivy. Uh, come play with me, Dad. And I was like, oh, Ivy, I will do in just a moment, I've just got to finish this, checkpoint, whatever. And uh but then I remember like driving to work and then I just felt this like I just pictured her looking up at me, engrossed in this game, paying so little attention to to what she wants or needs or just the fact that she wants to spend time with me. And like from that moment on, like if she obviously I will play with her as much as possible and squeeze in gaming around it. And uh, I don't know. It's just a tough one. Being a father, it's like, you'll always feel that guilt. Like I had a conversation with my dad before this um, episode, before we started recording. And I played, mm. he plays games loads and yes, I love always. it. Like he's 56. He's <laughs> yeah, he's always on Call <laughs> always of Duty. Always on and I don't And I actually played uh, some games with him last night and his group of friends that he plays with, and it was so good because I've always played games with my dad. The game my dad was what got me into gaming. I remember being a child watching over his shoulder watching him play Battlefield back in the day and obviously being hooked and engrossed from that moment onwards. Yeah. But we've that's something that my family like my brother, my dad and myself, we've we've played games our whole lives together. Mm. And the fact that even though I'm 28 now with a family and I can still play fucking games with my dad <laughs> It's the <laughs> sickest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. So. I
0: mean, yeah. I'd never know what that feels like because my mum and dad don't have a clue about video games. They're so yeah. disconnected from any form of video games or technology. Yeah. Well, that's kind of interesting, though, because it sounds like over the years you've grown up in like an actively sort of gaming household. So I really have. I guess that kind of makes things easier for you. Like as yeah. an adult, that, that that sort of thing that brought you... And, and your family together when you were younger is something it's, that you maybe want to pass on to Ivy when she gets older. And that's and it. Even your partner, like maybe maybe she, it rubs off on her a little bit as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like when I think about like Ivy's future and like, I'd love for her to, to get into games. And I always had this thing in my mind where I'd like for her to experience some of the old school classics. Like I don't want her... Like, well, first and foremost, I would like her to get into gaming, but I don't want her to be maybe as hooked as I am. I'd like for her to have a much healthier balance. <laughs> so you, you admit I,
0: that like, you've got a problem?
1: Yeah, I, I am not sort of oblivious <laughs> to the fact that there are many productive things that I probably should be doing when I have spent a day yeah, that yeah. I have had. And I can be selfish because maybe the family's out or whatever. Mm. But I'd like for her to get into gaming. And then if she does get into gaming, because obviously it's her choice, I'd like for her to experience like some... some old school 10 out of 10 games. Like obviously we did an episode the other day about red dead. By the time she gets to an appropriate age where she can sit and play and comprehend a game like red dead, that is going to be an old school classic game. Yeah. So I want her to yeah, experience yeah. games like that growing up. I want her to play red dead redemption. I want her to play the witcher three. I want her to play, you know what I mean? Like even older games. Mm. Um. But anyway, getting a bit sidetracked, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, for gaming for me, personally i love playing games i really do but growing up and getting older with the responsibilities of being a parent and someone yeah. who is sort of the financial you know what i mean i sort of earn the most need to sort of provide that's the one <laughs> i don't know it's a, i do struggle with the guilt and the time management and yeah. the but i i think i find a good balance i i am supported by my family my fiance, she in an evening, for instance, when we could sit and watch or do something together, she is more than happy to watch her shows. She loves binge watching a show and I love playing games. And it's one of those things where you but can kind of be in the same the thing room. That is,
2: that's her way to decompress and that's your mm. way to decompress. I think yeah. is, gaming yeah. does have this negative connotation where you're just sitting in a room antisocial, like, smelling like Doritos and stuff like that. Yeah. But I know yeah. it's like as we've got older, like. Um, ben, Ben like lives up the road from me, but because of our work schedule, we can't always see each other. No, Charlie's further away, and James, you're further away. So, gaming yeah. as an adult is really just like it would be like going down to the pub and yeah. having a pint yeah. and like yeah. sitting in the corner watching the football or whatever. But it's mm. in the comfort of it our prob- own home. It,
0: yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, on because like it probably has kept us together all these years. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, has, it's video yeah. games because like without you know this this kind of platform, we've got to play and like most of the time it's not even about really the game that we're playing it's about spending some kind of time together because we know because we all work such busy schedules and you know we all work different times and hours of the day this is a good way for us as a group of friends to to stay in touch and to you know stay catch up and, and just chat and just like maintain that friendship and yeah you know we've got a friend uh Femi who lives in oxford who you know he he comes back down here couple of times a year maybe three four times a year maybe and if it wasn't for like us you know playing games together we probably wouldn't speak to him as much and that's kind Mm. of it's sad in some ways but in other ways it's like a really positive thing and a great way for us to maintain that relationship so there's that whole side of it where um it, it is really positive and it's a great sort of you know platform for us to stay in touch and everything like that so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't agree at all with people that say that gaming is like it's negative and it's it's no social. because I, I think really think pers- it's one of the most social things you can probably do if you can't be with someone physically.
2: The perspective it changed after the pandemic. Before, yeah, absolutely, it was like absolutely. it's a negative thing. All you doing is sitting in your room, glued to a screen, and then the pandemic hit, and then more people that like uh, Animal Crossing, for example, was massive. Yeah, people that didn't even like play games bought a Switch and bought Animal Crossing, and they were visiting each other's islands. And yeah. like mobile games boosted uh, people playing games, obviously because they had the time. But it was you've got twenty four hours in a the day. There's only so much crap on Netflix. Got nothing to do, so people jumped yeah. into video games, and and like, definitely I opened discovered... up
0: a few <clears throat> a few people's kind of minds to it. I think mm-hmm. like that yeah. I think I think a lot of people didn't realise that like, like I said a second ago, it's not necessarily about playing the game. It's about, you know, being able to socialize as well. So people who then used gaming as a way of staying in touch with other people and even jumping into random lobbies and talking to people who mm. you didn't have the opportunity to do that during the pandemic, obviously, because everything was locked down, everything was closed. You couldn't go anywhere. Mm. So then that was a good way of people socializing. I think from that point, like you said, Connor, people just realized that gaming is not just an antisocial sort of waste of time or whatever mm. you want to call it
1: yeah i mean i even give i know this is going to be this is something that's just popped into my mind and a bit of a tangent but i give a lot of credit to like discord for instance obviously it's a gamer focused platform for communicating mm. <clears throat> excuse me but i feel like if we didn't have a platform that was as easy to drop in drop out i know over the years we've had the likes of team speak and uh Ventrello we had for a little while it was og <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but obviously this platform has been sort of focused for gamers, well, by gamers, for gamers kind of thing. And I feel like obviously gaming is our vice and something that we socially enjoy together. And it's great. Mm. The fact that we, all four of us, plus Femi and a few others that we've managed to, we became very close friends quite quickly at the beginning. And we've obviously kept that going for years now. We've known each other for how long? Ten plus years? Ten, over mm. ten years. Mm. Now, Literally. Yeah. But a platform like Discord, obviously not sponsored, hopefully maybe one day. (laughs) But but, yeah, the fact that we can just communicate and and, yeah, I just love it. I feel like it's such a perfect addition to gaming. It's just a, it's not a new idea, but it's something that's been perfected. Sorry, a bit of a tangent, but I feel like it is actually, it just makes us tighter, if you know what I mean. It's not. Yeah. yeah. So
0: when you, when when you, when you, think about it like that then and you think about the social side of 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 gaming and you think about time um you mm. wouldn't like if if for example we we don't get the chance to see each other that often mm. yeah um so this is our replacement for not being yeah. able to spend a lot of time together physically yeah. this ha- is our going ha- that, down that, that, to the pub yeah that cannot mm. be a waste of time for me that's not a waste no. of time because this is the next best thing to hanging out with you guys in person i mean, obviously. Yeah schedules permitted we would love to spend more time with each other mm. but it just is what it is we all have different jobs different lives and this is just yeah. the next best thing for us and it just so happens that you know gaming has brought this together in that way yeah. so you know going back to the aspect of do we find how, how can you find the time to game when you've got such a busy life well maybe that question for us and for other gamers should be refrained as um how do you find the time to spend with your mates that you don't get to see every day? Yeah, you know, when you look it's at it so like true. that, it's a completely different way of looking at it. And then, yeah.
1: uh, and the only others—I mean, I completely agree with everything you've said. But now I start to think about maybe those who are slightly less fortunate than us, who have got a close group of friends who have very similar interests. Ours, obviously, being gaming. Obviously, for people out there who maybe don't have such a tight social group or close friends or even friends in general, who do play games and they do enjoy playing games so much for those people being able to to make friendships and foster relationships with strangers who may live anywhere in the world who obviously Mm. they'd never ever get to meet under any other circumstances probably other than gaming and making friends with those kinds of people and i I mean i've saw videos online of these like Xbox gamer dudes who played with each other when they were like 14, yeah. meeting up in meeting each other in real yeah. life. I saw one
3: and, today and it was like one of them was terminally ill. No and way. All from like different corners of the world all flew out to go to his bedside. Like, no yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's something that gaming can do. Like, once you, I know you said it, Connor, but obviously gaming has and did have an even worse stigma about it. But for those who really understand that gaming isn't mindless, it's actually, obviously, if we start thinking about the benefits of gaming, like cognitively, yeah. for instance, like mm. your problem solving and your multitasking, your planning, mm. your hand-eye coordination and so on, I feel like, I don't know, there's an even balance for me with gaming. Like, I absolutely love it. Absolutely. And then when we start thinking about social elements, for instance, when I looked on Google earlier doing research, and it comes up like obviously I typed in like pros and cons of playing as an adult.
2: Mm. And
1: it's got a it's got social as being both a both a con and a pro. Like yeah. a pro as obviously it's it helps you be more social and talk to people and if you have friends who play. But then it's the opposite. Like obviously there is a negative side to gaming in that you might sort of isolate yourself. You might get a bit too obsessed if you if you stay online, you might start to, I don't know, skip obligations and responsibilities and it's it's very much a personal thing isn't it if you Mm. if you find your balance and you do all the stuff you're meant to do go to work look after your relationships pay all your bills and everything that you're meant to do as an adult gaming is fine if you get too obsessed and too addicted then
2: i think you (laughs) used like the perfect word for it earlier it can be a vice like Mm. it's the same with gambling like I've gone to a, a bookie's when I was like 18, 19, put like a 50p accumulator on, thought nothing of it, didn't get the itch. Whereas someone might go down there, put a pound bet on a horse, it comes in and all of a sudden they're there every day.
1: Yeah. It's Ooh. all
2: about balance. Like mm. I might put an accumulator on every now and then or like drinking, we all go out and have a few drinks and sometimes it gets worse for wear. But like, yeah. we're not down the pub every evening. No. Nope. yeah, Putting a pint down your neck. Because I, I know think... I've be honest like, i know functioning alcoholics like yeah, it's sure. very easy and we know people that i see people on discord like 24 7 like yeah they're gaming like people we know <laughs> and it's like yeah, you but... know they probably don't go out they might not have the best like they're not functioning to their best ability in the normal world if you want to put mm, it that way yeah yeah so, it is dangerous but i think it, like it's all about balance like we've got other responsibilities
1: yeah, and that's that, that because obviously we're not children back in the day who could play games and dinner was cooked and all our clothes were washed and all of the bills were paid. Like mm. they were the heydays; they were obviously <laughs> excellent, and we didn't have a clue of the everything that enabled us to play games. We didn't everything have a clue else
3: that was going on. Yeah, yeah, the bills mm, yeah. were paid
1: for the electricity and the TV was bought for us and the console and the games were all bought yeah. for us. But obviously, another pro of being an adult is some disposable income. If I see a game, I might buy it. I want to get an upgrade, I can get it. So. Yeah, no
3: more waiting for birthdays and Christmas to Yeah, get, get that yeah. game that you're thinking about. And yeah. I kind of
1: miss those days a little bit. <laughs>
3: you need a
2: sugar mama.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Charlie? Yeah.
3: Thoughts? Um, I echo that sort of feeling of guilt. Um, mm. Like, I do feel like... Because... As we were saying just then, like, you've got so many more responsibilities as an adult. Like, you come home after a long day of work, you're doing all the adult shit that you got to get done. But then, like, if I feel like I want a game, I I get this guilt that I'm not spending time with my partner. And, like, uh, she, yeah. don't get me wrong, she's just never complained or, like, brought it up or anything like that. Yeah. But I feel guilty that yeah. we could be doing something together or... yeah. But also mm. about like other things I could do. Like I feel like I could be more productive rather yeah. than yeah. playing yeah. games. Like, Learn a new is, skill, or yeah, new yeah new is, something work. beneficial yeah. or like healthy or. I mean, it, 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 as you say, it is it is the the unwind. It's the mm. that vice. It's knowing when so, like enough's enough, though, isn't it? Like that, that's yeah. where it comes yeah.
0: down to. But I mean, what 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 you said just to send Charlie is something that. I think about quite often and that's, that's whether or not gaming is, is even uh, obviously I take, I take on board all of the social stuff. Like we I completely accept that it's a great aspect of, of it, but there are occasions and there are times where, where I'll, I'll play a game and I'll I will feel like I've wasted time playing yeah. that game. Ooh. And I don't know if that's me being too cynical now to enjoy gaming as I'm older, or just the fact that there are, there are, there are very, Poor quality games are just everywhere at the moment. There, there yeah. aren't any good, well, there aren't many good games, I should say. And I've had a real problem lately with finding new games that actually engage me the way they used to. And yeah. when I say the way they used yeah. to, I'm not talking about when I was a kid. I'm talking literally just like a few years ago, going back to sort of like pre-pandemic and going back to kind of like 2015, 16, 17, where, where I feel like I was playing games a lot even then, but really enjoying them and actually gaining something from them, not just entertainment, but actually learning things and and kind of like understanding things about myself and about the the, the content and themes that these games are telling me and trying to like show me. I feel like now it's so difficult for me to find games that can do that to me or do that for me. But like I said, I don't know if that's a combination or maybe one or the other of me being too cynical or just the the lack of quality in gaming at the moment because the single worst thing... I can do when I'm playing a game is spend 10, 15 hours on it. If it's like a big open world game or something and then realize that it's just shit and then feel like I've wasted that time. And that's happened more often than not.
1: Mm. No, I totally understand that there's been, there have been, I, I know the exact same feeling of, of playing a game, finishing it for the day. And then you sit there and you think to yourself, like either that game is absolutely worthless and mm. it's not worth my very valuable time, or am I just am I just getting older and more yeah. grumpy? Can I just and more... not
0: enjoy it anymore?
2: No, it's over it. It's it's the same thing that's happened in Hollywood. Like these games are now $200, yeah. $250 dollars to make. So if they're making like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, for example, mm. that game has to be over eighty hours to hundred hours. Otherwise, if you can complete it in fifteen hours, you can get a refund. So these developers, have, if they're spending $200 million on a game, they're going to want you to play for 80 or 90 hours so you can't get a refund immediately. Yeah. And it's the and problem.
3: For me, with the, with the limited time, mm. I find myself, I don't want to play something that's really long or very complex or there's mm, yeah. a thousand different mechanics to learn. I mm. find myself wanting just to play something... Usually multiplayer so that I can do a couple of matches or games or whatever. Yeah. And then drop out. Did it all
1: like system and yeah, yeah not be yeah. like
3: not feeling like wasted time. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's a it's
0: a difficult one. Um I, I just feel like, like getting getting back to the actual games themselves lately, at least my perception of games, like I find a lot of games like really unoriginal at the moment and really uninventive, like someone mentioned Assassin's Creed a minute ago and mm. like the worst thing is like these is spending time on a game like Assassin's Creed because like you don't get anything from it I mean I I spoke briefly about games that I felt like I was playing a few years ago that I was really getting something from a game that always sticks in my mind game that you know I've told you guys about many times before what remains of Edith Finch that game changed so many things about things that I thought I knew about in my life mm. which I, I was completely not wrong but just not informed on and it mm. made me think about a lot of things differently, and like I, I'm, re- I struggle to find that in games. And it's actually it's interesting because this was actually like something that one of our listeners sent in to us a few weeks ago. They asked us a question about um, not being able to ge- be emotionally engaged with games or, or moved by games in recent years. Like I don't know what it is. Like, d- are we just cynical now that we're adults? Is is that the yeah. thing,
2: no. or, or are they really just no. a
0: lack of quality games? It, it's yeah.
2: it's. The AAA games, there's a few that are great, don't get me wrong, but the best games coming out now, and that's why you see Vampire Survivors pick up a BAFTA, is in the AA and independent space. Yeah. That's where It's the same, like, James, we watch a lot of movies, and I know the other guys do. Like, the best movies, barring if they're like a Christopher from Nolan movie or a Denis Villain, I can't pronounce his second <laughs> name, but, like, the auteurs, like yeah. Scorsese, Nolan, stuff mm. like that, Unless it's them, you do get fine, uh, fifteen Fast and Furious movies. You get a billion MCU movies because they make money.
3: Mm.
2: Whereas if you go and look at the independent movies um, or the lower Mech budget too. movies,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's just getting it's made to go. Films.
2: It's going straight to streaming. Yeah. You know, but you will get someone like um, you get like um, Banshees of and stuff like that. Smaller yeah. budget movies, movies that actually make you feel something. Yeah. it's the same in the gaming space you've got these big AAA, quadruple a titles as they're claiming they are now and then you've got something um vampire survivors uh what remains of edith finch these smaller games uh disco elysium like mm, yeah. not a massive budget the writing in that game is incredible yeah it's um like Bukowski esque
1: it's like what you said earlier it's it's that whole <clears throat> corporate sort of Mm. They, like you said, with Assassin's Creed, they're aiming for quantity, not quality. If they want your, if they want the consumer to play the 80 plus hours so they don't get returns, that's such a corporate mm. decision. These smaller devs are looking to make a, to make a mark, make their yeah. mark with, yep. with smaller, high quality games. And it's definitely something that's more frequent now is these smaller, in, uh, smaller devs have really got something to prove, thus come out with something like- incredible.
2: Just Gate 3, for example, and I know you've put plenty of it. It's an independent studio, they're huge,
1: but they're independent.
2: But um, they've this week it's come out that like Microsoft were like swirling around and they said, Yeah, we're flattered, but we're not interested.
3: Yeah, like
2: we we do what we do, and it's great. It's if it's if they're a little less successful, like um, uh, the team that makes Supergiant for uh, is it Supergiant? Uh, the guys that make Hades, I think there was like 12 or 13 of them if they're making a game to the size of Baldur's Gate 3, they might need Microsoft's money. But Larian mm. have obviously got into the position where we're comfortable, we're going to take our time, yeah. put it into early access, and they've made a game that I've not heard one bad thing about it. Mm. Apparently the writing's yeah. incredible, the cinematics are incredible, and, and they're the-, the ones that are pushing things in the industry, not these, not Ubisoft and people like that.
1: Yeah. Mm. And sort of a kind of follow up point to your whole question, James, about like, is it the games or is it just us getting older? I found that as I've gotten older and I've gone back to revisit some of the gems of the past, now that I'm an adult, I can appreciate those games even more. I can appreciate like a game that maybe when I was too young to appreciate it, because it came out when I was obviously, I don't know, younger. But now that I've gone back to play certain games, such as like Call of Duty 2, I know it's a weird one, but if you go back and play that, it's (laughs) old school, but the story is so like they captured the whole like D-Day and everything incredibly. But as a kid, it's just a run, run, shoot, shoot, gun gang game. But when you then go back (laughs) as an adult and experience it, you're like, oh, there's actually a real focus on a really good story here. Mm-hmm. And like the first crisis game, I was way too young to appreciate that. And then maybe not for s- narrative purposes, but for like the whole, what they were trying to do mechanically or did, yeah. like, the game engine was amazing. Yeah. Obviously as a kid, another shoot a game didn't really care. Even like new Vegas. When I played that, when I was younger, once again, didn't really consider Goes over your head. Some of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Come back, go back to it as an adult. And uh, can really appreciate what they've done. But if you look at That's you look
2: point. at Call of Duty two for example, like that was a, a second game in the franchise. They were competing with the likes of Medal of Honor and Battlefield yeah. and stuff like that. Call of Duty's king now. They've got no one to compete with.
1: Yeah. Battlefield
2: yeah. have taken themselves out the back and put a bullet in themselves.
1: Yeah, Medal, Medal of Honor a gone. <laughs> died ages ago. Yeah,
2: like yeah. EA, you've run dice into the ground. Mm. And Activision have got three studios. And I know um, Modern Warfare 2, for example. I, I haven't played the story, so I can't comment on it. Um, but like graphically stunning. And I think, Charlie, you said the campaign's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I think the yeah. campaign's I really
2: good. Like, Decent, but it's not going to be to the standard because they've got no one to compete with. They're just going to yeah. go, right, we can put this game out every six months. Warzone, we can put whatever we want into it. We've got no one else to compete with. Yeah. So then they, yeah. the writers all of a sudden don't really... They don't need them. and yeah, this There's is, no competition. This, this is the problem. And then if you are going to go and play, I don't know, um, oh, there's a Ubisoft game, Valiant. Is it Valiant Hearts? Which is like a war game. Uh, incredible okay. story. Small independent. Uh, it's funded by Ubisoft, but it's a small little game. And it was telling a story, I think it's about World War One or World War Two. Actually mm. a story that you can invest in. And it's quite heartbreaking yeah. at times. Call of Duty, you're never going to do that. They're not going to put in a story that makes you think it's going to be like the Hollywood blockbuster. It's going to be a Jason yeah. Statham movie, mm. yeah.
0: But, but it, Call, Call of Duty, sorry, Call of Duty, Call of Duty is just a prime example of how the games industry has finally like slid into that kind of road of just hyper consumerism. Like everything's got to be now and it's got to be instant. You know, Netflix, yeah. for example, and, and streaming. It's all about delivering the most content to the consumer more than anyone else, regardless of its quality or not. And, you know, I talk about whether or not um, it's my cynicism that's put me off of gaming in some aspects lately, or whether or not it's just the quality of games. But I definitely feel like it's a mix of the two, because when I look at a game like Call of Duty or I look at a game like FIFA, and, you know, I kind of think, well, what is the goal here of the developers and the publishers? The developers, it might be to make a great game, but the publisher is definitely just to make money. It's definitely just to make money. And that is fully reflected in these games. And mm. m- maybe maybe there's an element that, you know, um, developers or publishers will f- refrain away from telling like a rich in-depth story that's got to pay off at the end, but you have to earn it versus FIFA or Call of Duty, which is all about packs and skins and weapons and battle mm. passes and season yeah. passes. You know, there's 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 definitely that kind of thing that I, that thing there where I I feel like a lot of publishers just don't want to risk that making a game that's not going to have that financial impact through chasing, um, as opposed to sort of chasing like an art house game or something that's got a message to yeah. to kind of say or something that's got something to to show us or tell us.
2: But uh, the one thing, obviously, I I don't like the uh, like FIFA, for example, James. Like, we've had FIFA uh, issues for a decade now. And Charlie, you've got into FIFA the last couple of years. You can see the issues straight away. Mm. The one thing is, these Call of Duty games now are costing upwards of a billion dollars, like with marketing and all these deals. So they've got to make their money back. And I don't know why it's costing so much. Surely they've got the engine and stuff like that. So I think if they're if they're putting that much money into it, they're going to want to get it back. And we're going to see it with GTA Six. The story might be incredible and it's Rockstar, so I, I expect it will be. But you know, for fact, GTA Online is going to come out with GTA Six, and they're going to do what they've done now. And I know people love GTA Online, but there is a we see it with Red Dead Two Online as well. There is a barrier to entry. You need to put money into Ooh. it to enjoy it. Yeah. So they. get make one these of those games.
1: And it's a tricky one isn't it because obviously now being an adult with that disposable income you kind of consider like what you're spending for instance you buy a game 50 quid you buy the DLC. you buy uh, well dlc is kind of going away and it's more Season now, seasonal past. yeah yeah mm. but then you're spending i don't know 15 20 pound on each every each and every seasonal thing and i know it is like the times and it's there was a time where my brother and i for instance growing up we always said like why is there always a new game why can't they just keep adding to the same game and i know that's kind of the, the era that we're living in now but we didn't realize it would be quite as corporate and quite as uh sort of consumer you know i mean trying to just fleece everyone for money and yeah i don't know i don't know i just feel like and maybe it is like you said james our cynicism as we grow older is it is it, obviously it works, they're doing it because it works, they wouldn't keep doing it unless it worked, yeah. but um, uh, you know, it's
3: like, it's, you yeah, it's but kind it's of like... It like, stupid shit, like Call of Duty with um, Nicky the boys, boys sort of crossover, <laughs> Nicky who, who wanted that, and it, it sort of transformed you know, I like, the game I, from, I the boys, but I don't want it, it yeah, mm. it's a great, it's a good show, but. For a crossover for Call of Duty, like a military shooter, and
2: it's it's the problem if it's if Activision we know who's in charge. The fucking devil's in charge of Activision. If Amazon are throwing him a bag of fifteen million, and he can pocket yeah. that, he's going to go right. Yeah, sure, we wear that. then no, no fucking problem. Yeah.
3: <laughs> as far as I'm aware, it wasn't actually in the game that long.
2: No, it was so it's a, very it's like,
3: very much that it was like right. We'll put this in. We'll collect our bag, and then. Get rid actually, of it and back to normal. Yeah,
1: I think it's yeah. still actually available now. When I, I played Call of Duty yesterday, and it's still in the store, the boys' stuff.
0: Yeah, but I think I think the well, going off on a bit of a tangent, but I think to the actual like in-game kind of Warzone oh, multiplayer sorry. stuff is not in the game yeah, anymore. Yeah. So you had like the little abilities and shit you could do, but yeah, that's all gone. Yeah, the, yeah. the cash grab was definitely there for that game.
3: Mm. But um, yeah, anyway. so.
0: Well, like move, move, moving forward then, or, or sort of like looking forward, question for everyone, what's the next game you're excited for? Like, are you, are you even excited to play a new game? I mean, I mentioned Starfield earlier, but I was thinking when I was writing my notes up earlier, like I, I booked off a bit of time to play Starfield because obviously we had this whole discussion about time. Like you just don't have mm-hmm. any time to sink your teeth into these massive RPG games. So booked off a few days for for, for Starfield just to get a few hours in into that the last time I booked off any time from, from work for a game was Red Dead Redemption 2, and that was yeah, 2018, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for me, that's like a pretty big kind of bar for, yeah. for sort of like a game that I'm actually excited for. I am willing to like pull a sickie or book time off. So, um, I mean, there aren't many games that can do that to me at the moment. And I don't know if, mm. if, if like, yeah, maybe, maybe that's my sort of deep, subconscious way of me telling myself that every game is shit apart from this one that you want to book time off that's going to be worth your time
1: well that's it like if you compare like that question which i will answer in a moment but like that whole question of like being excited for an upcoming game do you remember how many times as a kid you'd be fucking shaking with excitement with an upcoming game you you think, i haven't genuinely felt that since red dead 2 either?
2: do you think it's because it's your own money do you think that you're sitting there Maybe. going? Like, if I'm putting 60 quid into this game,
0: <laughs> it better be fucking worth it. Yeah. yeah. And like
2: like Ben said with like the season passes and stuff. Like yeah. me and James, especially, and I know Ben he was into Destiny for a while. Mm. I've invested into Destiny. And then I, I jumped on Destiny 2 the other day. And then I got in there. I, I had no fucking clue uh what was going on. I went and paid um Tribute to the, the guy that, uh, that Lance Reddick unfortunately mm. passed. I did that and then I was sitting there going and then all of these notifications come up going, this is it, this to do this, 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 and this. Click on one of it and it goes, oh, you've got to spend 80 quid to get this. But I was like, no, fuck that. Uninstalled the game immediately or something.
1: Mm. Yeah, so, maybe. May, yeah, maybe it is the fact that it's like my own money or maybe it is the fact that the games just aren't hitting that same calibre. Or is it yeah. just that I've gotten older and don't get as excited anymore? Mm. So it could be any of those. I mean, to be honest, I am feeling a buzz and I'm most definitely also feeling a buzz <laughs> for Starfield. And I have also booked time off work to play that when that releases. And like you, James, Red Dead Redemption 2 was the last game that I really did yeah. genuinely get a lot, like watching that trailer once a day, every day, until it came out kind of excitement. Mm. But yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. Is it is it getting older? Is it the games or is it the uh, the whole sort of I'm now responsible. I can't go spending sixty quid on yeah this and that. Don't know.
0: I just feel I feel like when when you get a bit older, like your your perception of everything just changes. You know, and mm. and, and it's it's not like um, a fault or anything. It's not maybe maybe you just don't enjoy games anymore or some games you don't enjoy anymore because they're just simply not worth the time put yeah. into it maybe maybe it's just literally that simple and i would really like to recapture you know the feeling i had when i played what remains of edith finch for the first time when i when i finished the story of red dead redemption 2 for the first time i don't know if a game is ever going to give me that feeling again and that's that's really what what is kind of putting me off gaming at gaming, the moment yeah. and, and like i don't i'm not about to sit here and say you know, I'm it's done. all kind of doom and gloom. I'm done with gaming. I'm going to give up playing video games because of the chances are I will be gaming until the day that I die. But I think that my belief that a game can give me something worthwhile is definitely diminishing. And it's diminishing mm. like by the day because there's just so many times in, in kind of recent years where I've played a game and waited for it to download and taken the time to sort of play it when I've got a spare, a spare sort of hour or two and then just been disappointed. And yeah. the writing is terrible. The characters are useless. Like the mechanics is just like, it's just a copy and paste job from other games. Yeah. And that kind of repeated sort of like, this game doesn't meet your expectations. Neither does this game. Neither does this game. It, can't, it really puts me off. And I think I have this feeling of like wasting time when I'm playing games because I'm trying so hard to recapture something of like the magic of playing some of yeah. my favorite games for the first time. But it's just impossible at the moment because there is... No game that has done that for me for a good number of years. When did Red Dead come out now? It'd be five years this year, five years in October. And not not one single game in that time that I've played, new or gone back to sort of like recent games that I've missed, has made me feel anything close to what, what Remains of Edith Finch made me feel or Red Dead Redemption 2 made me feel. And I've played all of like, the PlayStation exclusives that are apparently so fucking good, they're not. Yeah. Well, it's just, a magical... the, the, the games just don't do it for me.
1: Yeah, it was a magical way that you put it where you were like trying to obviously get that feeling. It's almost like, I know I don't mean it to sound like it, but it's almost like, you know, when they say if you take heroin, apparently the reason you get hooked (laughs) is because obviously the first hit is always the best. And it's almost like they're trying to get that feeling back. It's why they get hooked. Yeah, chasing that that high. high. And obviously we are trying to chase that high with gaming. We're trying to feel those emotions that we felt playing those certain games in our youth or as we've Mm. grown up. But then I also feel like, a point that sprung to my mind where as I can only imagine, I don't know any younger people who play games. Obviously there's a h- millions of kids out there who are playing games now. And obviously if we play a game that we, our expectations have not been met for us, it's like a massive hit. It's something that we've been excited to do. But I yeah. got, I've had this imagined that in this era and in this day and age of younger kids playing games they're just going to bounce straight off it they don't care they're going to jump back on fortnite they're going to jump back on roblox or whatever they're playing minecraft like they maybe don't even care that a game's shit do you Mm. know what i mean because they'll be like cool i'm back to fortnite don't care also helps also Mm.
2: helps that that, um like i think everything's gone so adhd now like there's a million games out every week it feels like and kids growing up now have got game pass or they've got ps plus extra they can download as many games as they want and just delete them immediately. Whereas, yeah, they don't... whereas when we was a kid and you got that one game for Christmas or those two games for Christmas, they're the only games you're going to get for the next eight to yeah, ten months. Yeah, yeah. So you do have I mean, to, time and investment. I, yeah. I, like mm-hmm. one thing that you've done lately, Ben, is you've been really strict with like your Steam games, where you'll just mm-hmm. play one game till you complete it. Obviously, yeah. you have got a couple of the multiplayer games you're playing, of course. I just think you have to be a little bit strict to yourself. Like, I've paid this money, I've got... How many games have you got 20 hours into and you're near the finishing line and you've just dipped?
1: Yeah. So- I mean, so. Horizon Zero Dawn was a perfect example for that for yeah. me. Nothing wrong with the game as uh, per se, but it was just a great example of one of those games where you put so much time in, you don't even see the, uh, mm. the conclusion. Not sure why, to be honest. The game's actually all right, the first one. but But anyway... But yeah. Yeah. I just feel like as we've gotten older, we've become maybe more conscious of our time and our decisions. And then I don't know. When you like, for instance, when you were talking about expectations, James, obviously Cyberpunk is quick to come to mind. And yeah. I think we're all quite man. yeah, battlefield and great example. And it hits us heavier because We've spent yeah. our own money on that. We're spending our own valuable time on yeah. that. Yeah, put aside
0: yeah. the time for it. Yeah, and then and it's then just a massive disappointment. Happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're so right, though, Ben. Like, when you're younger, you can literally just bounce to the next thing. Mm. Like, and that's like, what well, I imagine kids, the kids doing yeah, today. Kids today, they can just bounce to the next game. Like, it's not going to be a problem for them because no. They're when you're a certain it. age, yeah, when when you're a certain age, you feel like you've got all the fucking time available to you. Yeah, just yeah. in 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 the universe, but obviously not to sound like an old man when you get to a certain age you, you realize that's not the case mm. so you have to just try and like prioritize what's what's worth your time and what's not your, worth your time yeah. when it comes to gaming and i think for me that's one of the reasons why i've kind of like because i have like thought is, is it is it is it is it still worth it is it still worth playing these games you know like i i i, I spend so much time playing like fifa because i'm a big football fan and I spend so much time playing Call of Duty because the games are just short enough that I can get something out of them. And, mm. you know, I can just, there's a definitive start and stop time to those matches. yeah, yeah. Not like an open world game where you just don't know when it's going to end. Mm. But, you know, because of the, the lack of quality or the lack of kind of fulfillment I get from these games now, I've, I'm sort of turning off of playing or starting anything
3: yeah. and and,
0: and kind of going back to the things I know are guaranteed to, to give me something watching a good film watching some of my favorite movies that I watched when I was growing up reading a good book but things that will act things that I actually think will enrich my soul because Mm. for all of the shit that gaming gets I've definitely had that from video games before I've definitely felt like my mind and my soul have been enriched from the content and the themes that I've consumed playing a game even though some people might find that hard to believe but it's sometimes, and that's one of them. And that's why it's so frustrating because I know that this medium and this kind of platform can deliver some of the most powerful storytelling out Mm. there. Exactly. But Where is it? Where is it? it, I I can't find it at the moment. And that's the problem I've got as an adult now with gaming is that I can't find the games that I want to play that are going to make me think, wow, that was so worth it. That was so worth the time. I, I have, I have completely flipped 180 on what I thought that thing was about versus if i start this game and it's shit and i've wasted 10 hours i'm gonna be hella fucking mad at myself mm. like there, there's just like there's you just can't isn't there's not a sure bet anymore you know
1: yeah i mean and you've almost made me question like is it my fault that i'm feeling this way yeah this is the or thing is, is it, it my fault the games that we've had or is it the game's fault, fault? exactly yeah,
0: yeah. and so it's a, it's, a, it's a conundrum of growing up and well, one question I'd like to ask you guys, I don't know if you have an answer for this, but if you are in our situation, those of you that are listening, I'm going to kind of try and speak for you now. Maybe you're looking for some advice. Ben, Connor, Charlie, what advice would you give to people who are short on time, but love games and they want to try and make it work? What, what's the best thing to do? If you want to play these big open world games or you want to play the smaller games, like how do you find the time to make that worthwhile?
1: It's a great question. With a difficult
2: answer. I'd stay away from the open world games. (laughs) Yeah,
1: nothing, nothing like, so obviously this isn't going to take too long. I've gone on a quest recently to go back and complete the games that I've missed Mm. or have bought and not played over the years. The ones I've enjoyed the most every single time are the linear story games. The ones where it's a start, middle end, where it's your typical Gears of War or it's like, it's just a story game. It's, yeah, it's, And it's a great story. I'd say if you're short on time, get your teeth into something that's been credited as being an amazing story that has very minimal open world elements. There is a time and a place for a good open world game. But if you're short on time, especially get your teeth stuck into something great, not long. Do you know what I mean? Mm.
2: It yeah. depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for like a good narrative, something similar to like a book, for example, go and play like a CRPG. Go and get yourself a Disco Elysium, mm. maybe a Pillars of Eternity, something like that. Uh, if you're just looking for something to jump in, and jump out, Hades, Apex, Hades, Hades is great. If you just want, yeah. if if you want that multiplayer thing, something like Apex, even Warzone, mm. like something you can just drop in, and drop out.
1: Yeah, or even something it's, a bit more. Sorry, Carl, no, I was okay, going to right. no, add no. even something a bit more, um, like a Animal Crossing or a Stardew Valley, something you can yeah. consistently jump in and add to and and build upon. Something and, that
2: you, you feel like you're making you progress. progress each yeah, yeah. 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 it's funny enough. Like I, in my notes, was talking about like nothing's really grabbed my attention since Red Dead. Like Diablo grabbed my attention for like two weeks, but I played mm. a game called Traveller's Rest over Christmas. I was hooked for like a month, and like, all it is is you own a tavern. <laughs> But it, it's, it's that thing. It's like oh, I've unlocked this. Yeah. I've unlocked that. You're making a little bit of progress. Um, mm. I'd look at the double A and sort of so indie game market. A Vampire Survivors is great to jump in and jump out. You can get it on your phone now as well. Dave the Diver, Uh, Dwarf Fortress is getting rave
1: reviews.
0: Yeah, yeah bigger isn't
1: always better. Is look, it? Look, look no, outside of your not.
2: comfort zone. Like this yeah. is one thing is I've, I've Steam grown
0: charts up, as well and Steam reviews. Steam charts. Like if you if you if you, if you you know, if, if if the word from gamers and people that have actually invested mm. the time into a game is this game is good and worth it, then nine times out of 10, it's going to be good and worth it if, if it's mm. a game that's got great reviews. Yeah. So, you know, my advice would be, don't be afraid to kind of like, look at the top 10 rated games on Metacritic, for example, just to see like, what, it's, it's basically just a shortcut to suggestions of what games could be worth your time. I know it's obviously yeah. not going to be like a rule of thumb for everyone, but... Yeah, and something that's completely against what I've just said is just go at your own pace and don't get overwhelmed by the larger games. If you want to play yeah. Tears of the Kingdom, for example, just take it a step at a time. Even don't if it's like me and now. be fucking impatient and cynical yeah. and hate everything and just uninstall it after five minutes.
2: This is the thing that <laughs> like I brought up, Ben. Early. I need to be more strict with my library. I need to uninstall the shit I'm not going to play. Yeah. Keep the game, like Disco Elysium I jumped into recently. I want to complete that game because I love that game. I played it for like three or four days straight and then I've just dipped for a week. And it's just like mm. why? I was loving it. And it, yeah. I have this issue with books as well. Like I'll read a few chapters of a book, really yeah. like it, put it down and won't go back to it. It's like why? Yeah.
0: yeah. So nothing um, quite scratches at it.
2: Yeah. Game pass, Piers Plus, extra, uh, Epic, give two or three games of three games away a week. Yeah. Jump An on experiment. those. Experiment. Yeah, try say- a different things games yeah
1: like if you've never played a strategy game before you might find yeah. it really especially a strategy game where you can leave and come back like a, a more of a passive like an anno or a you know i mean like a city builder where you can mm. sort of build come back
3: yeah and i think it region. depends what you want from it as well if you're just looking for some kind of release from the struggles of everyday life yeah um like house flipper something like that house flipper or like that power wash simulator simulator. just something that's like mindless enough to Uh,
2: Microsoft Flight Simulator might stimulate you go and look at a bit of the world you know Mm. yeah yeah look at if your comfort zone I think that's Mm. the advice I'd give
3: yeah number one get your shit done first yeah make sure your life's right before you start
1: negate that guilt
3: yeah
1: by being productive first reward yourself with gaming
0: that's a good piece of advice actually Hmm. maybe a comp- maybe try and accomplish one or two things during the day before you sit down and waste the rest of it playing games
1: great yeah really really yeah
0: or yeah. if you really love yourself play pro clubs
2: with your mates <laughs> watch your blood pressure go through it's the roof it's a great way to vent anger <laughs> I'll say that
3: yeah. yeah vent or create got a part <laughs> of the uh, control in the corner <laughs> graveyard
0: yeah well that was a good little discussion wasn't it lads about the trials and tribulations of growing up and trying a game and how depressing it all is and how unfulfilled yeah. we all are how much we hate our jobs and our lives yeah <laughs> but anyway <laughs> etc um yeah good good chat I, I enjoyed that i hope you guys listening mm. enjoyed that too maybe you know you found something in in what we said and you can relate to it and if you want to carry on the discussion then feel free to check out the links in the description of this episode you can join our discord chat to us there we're very responsive and very welcoming to to new members so get involved and uh yeah we can continue to grow out this community Mm. well just to wrap up the episode we've actually had a question sent in this week from a Andrew Greenwood thank you Andrew for getting in touch they have asked us what game world would you live in but the twist is you aren't the main character so we get a choice in this do we We have to choose which world to live in it's not like the last game you played you're an NPC Mm.
1: yeah so I know Andrew Greenwood and it's a great question when he asked me and uh, it made me think, especially with the twist, because obviously you're not the main character, so it changes the dynamic massively. Like, for instance, if you were to pick The Witcher, yeah. you are just some struggling fucking peasant,
2: peasant. yeah, yeah. <laughs> living in war torn country with bodies yeah. rolling right off to the side, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah.
1: Or do you pick a GTA and risk getting shot, slapped from... with a dildo, bet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse, Saints Row. Yeah
0: i'm pretty sure so i've seen it. that video on instagram anyway so it's just like yeah. real life isn't it
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know it's a it's a tough one i like
0: the I, i'm gonna i'm gonna cheat and, and say animal crossing just have oh, a little patch of oh, land and just all some turnips yeah. i don't uh, want any i don't want any stress i like the question because you see so many
2: people on like you see these videos and everyone thinks they're the main character in mm. in life i
0: like yeah, you're it. just an npc yeah. Accept it. yeah
2: I think I'd be like a blacksmith in Oblivion or something. Just Ooh. chill, have my own little business.
1: Um, I don't know.
2: Do I dodgy could... dealings with the uh, the people that are making the uprising against yeah. the king.
0: Or maybe yeah. maybe I would be an NPC in like Red Dead, for example, just live out my, my cowboy fantasy. Yeah. Have, a, have a little a farm, saloon. little homestead or a saloon or something. The dice.
3: Just, you've got TB. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just. I think I'd, I'd take the chance on like... Star Wars oh, Star Wars strange. game Just living yeah. Well I, it could be That I'm a space pilot I thought you'd you really? never know I thought Yeah that's That's a good idea Or I could Have my home world blown up yeah. We'll never know It's a win-win Either way I do like the idea Of
1: Star Wars now
2: Yeah but you could You'd probably just end up Being like a Scrappy old junker Just working yeah. 15 hour
0: shifts You're an Ewok yeah. <laughs> yeah Literally Just the most yeah. Like depraved um, Fucking working environments
1: Mm. it really I'll depends doesn't people. it because if you pick a game like cyberpunk are you going to be some like cyber psychosis freaking crackhead some or are you <laughs> going to be some yeah or are you going to be an elite I don't know yeah
0: are um, you going to choose one I'll Ben be... or are you just going to keep
1: I'll go with cyberpunk because I like the idea of all the modern tech
0: yeah probably There's the worst I'm world joking, to live in whatever. out the ones we've chosen though mm. like I've, it's basically an apocalypse isn't it basically a dystopia yeah
1: maybe it's something natural, I don't know. Horizon, I don't
0: know. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> all right, well, thanks, for, thanks for your question anyway, Andrew. <laughs> That's really you good got question. Answers, yeah. Yeah. It's a good mm, question, yeah. and uh, yeah, cheers for that. Well, that was episode twelve. We hope you enjoyed it. We certainly did. And if you want to hear more, you can catch up on our previous episodes now by tapping the link in the description of this episode. We're available on all good podcast streaming sites as well as YouTube. As always, if you want to get involved in discussion, then hit us up on socials or join our community on Discord where you can chat with us directly, as well as other listeners. Thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.